0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you. And today I'm sharing two stories from our new bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Believe in Miracles. These are stories about miraculous connections that occurred that helped one woman find love and another woman find a branch of her family that she never even knew existed. In our first story, Tammy Lynn Sosa was starting the process of going through a divorce when she had a dream. In the dream, she and her husband were sitting on a plane, and she excused herself to use the ladies' room. Upon her return, she found another woman in her seat next to her husband. So Tammy Lynn had to find another place to sit, and there was only one vacant seat available on the entire plane. When she went to that seat she found it had a Bible on it with a sticker featuring the name of a church near her. Tammy Lynn says of that dream, I woke up and knew immediately what my dream meant. My husband had someone new. In addition, I was to go to that church and draw closer to God, and he would get me through this difficult time. So Tammy Lynn dove into that church community where she made many good friends and also filled her newfound free time with volunteer work. And two years later, she remarried. She and her husband still attend that very same church brought together by a dream that clearly showed Tammy Lynn the path to her new happy life. So Tammy Lynn found love and purpose through the miracle of a dream that showed her the way to her new life. In the case of Sarah Atkin Baker, it was an amazing coincidence that enriched her new life. Sarah had wanted to distance herself from her family, so she chose to move to Indiana from Texas for her first job after college. On the long drive there, she stopped in Missouri to visit her grandfather. When she told him she was moving to Muncie, Indiana, he asked her, Why there? Well, she couldn't really explain it. She just said that for some inexplicable reason, she was drawn to Muncie. Something came over her grandfather's face, and he said, Didn't your mother ever tell you? Tell me what, she replied. And he told her that he had grown up in Muncie. So in a way, she was returning to the family home, and his brother, her great-uncle, still lived in Muncie in the house where they grew up. Well, that wasn't what Sarah wanted to hear at all, because she was trying to strike out on her own. She had no idea that choosing Muncie was throwing her right back into the family. But she couldn't stop her grandfather. He was already on the phone with his brother, arranging for her to visit him as soon as she got to Muncie. But granddad, she said, didn't you hear me? I'm moving to Muncie to cut the umbilical cord with family, not connect with it. Yes, I heard you, he asserted, but your moving to Muncie is such a remarkable coincidence. You must be going there for a reason, but perhaps not for the reason you intended. You'll soon discover that reason. Well, I know the reason why I'm moving to Muncie, and it's not to be with family, she retorted. Anyway, Sarah visited her great-uncle as she had promised, and when she got there, he showed her a heavy old leather book that related the entire history of her mother's side of the family. She learned about her ancestor who came to America from Germany in 1747 and established a farm in Pennsylvania. She saw the names of his descendants, leading right up to the present day. And then she saw some vintage family photos, including one she connected with so much, a woman about her own age, and she realized that this woman looked just like her mother and like Sarah, too. Turned out she was Sarah's great-grandmother. Sarah says, At that moment, my perspective shifted, for I recognized a force greater than me had orchestrated my move to Muncie. Rather than cutting the umbilical cord with family, I was in Muncie to learn more about my heritage and to bond with family in a much broader sense. She says, Moving to Muncie was a remarkable coincidence, a minor miracle. I've come to appreciate coincidences, for they are clues as to how the world all fits together even when they look to be wide apart and unconnected. And that's why we made this new collection, Chicken Soup for the Soul Believe in Miracles, because whether it's an amazing coincidence, an answered prayer, a miraculous healing, a remarkably helpful dream, if we keep our eyes open, we can see a lot of miracles, big and small, in our lives. And we have 101 of them for you in the pages of this book. I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please let your friends and family know about it. And if you have family members who are new to podcasts, show them how to get the podcast on their phones or their computers. I'm sharing about 20 stories from our new Miracles book on the podcast. So subscribe to it to be sure you get every episode delivered to you automatically. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Believe in Miracles, go to our website chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there and you can check out the front cover and the back cover and read more about it. And you'll find the book wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Target, Books A Million, and Amazon. Come back next time to hear the last episode about the Believe in Miracles book. I'll be sharing two stories of miraculous healing for two girls in two different families. They're both those one in a million cases that you hear doctors talking about. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel.